Hey, this that Eastside Johnny Big Redemption like. No, I'm talking about. Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out the way. win that one was against the Sydney Swans the other day um, I am still just absolutely pumped from that one um, just a, an incredible night to be at the um, Adelaide Oval for a game like that um, that's that's why you go to the games that's why you you know and I said this to Andrea as we're leaving the field of the better half um, you hate being there for the losses when they're like that but you bloody remember them well when they're like that you know you, it's, it's, it's the thing I always say when you go into the game you want to just be there for a comfortable win you don't want to be stressed out you don't want to be any of that stuff in the stadium at the time, uh, during the game because it's fucking horrible it's it's no fun being a part of it until the final siren goes and you're the winner and then everything that happened before is fun but you don't appreciate it at the time um, as being fun because it's fucking excruciating but once the result is there, then you remember the, the your entire memory of the game is obviously um, you, uh, made to be um, ev- like good because of what you know the result that happened. But um, yeah, that was one of those ones that um, we'll remember for a long time. It was a back and forth match. It was a pulsating match. It was one of um, it was very much a heavyweight bout in the in the way that it flowed in in. Um, you know, we kind of seem to exchange periods of pressure and um, and goal scoring pressure as well as um, pressure on the ball. Um, it's just it was just the way it flowed that way, and um, we had moments where it felt like um, you're slipping away, and then we get we get right ahead, and then and particularly in the second half, um, you know, getting up just at halftime, and then and then boosting ahead in the third quarter, it felt like we we'd done what we needed to, but it just. It, Every time we got out to 16 points, it was 16 points, I think, um, mid-third quarter. Uh, we got at 16 points, and then we went. they went down the other end again, and Pat Lee kind of shanked that one, which I was giving him a real, real, like, Bronx cheer. And then um, and then obviously Parker took the mark, and I went, well, fuck. Um, they kicked that goal and gets back to 10 points. So we get, we get back up by 15 points at three-quarter time, but we just couldn't break that 20-point barrier. It's once you get, you know, 20 points or more up, you start feeling a bit more comfortable with that. When it's within three goals, you just um, it's just it, it's just very easy to swing the momentum from that point um, if you do get a bit of a run on um, because it doesn't take much to get back back within under a goal, and that's what Sydney just did. They just we never quite um, got beyond that twenty point mark to really start making it feel a little bit more out of out of hand, and um, and that's just and that's Sydney are a good team and that's what they do, um, but it was in it did end the right. <laughs> In the end, it um, ended our way. Um, we we got the pressure on once they got ahead, and um, and it was incredible. It was uh, um, incredible for us to witness, just as fans, just as a, just as something to remember. But um, in the context of the season, it's an incredible it's an incredible win because it's finally um, what we seen twice. Um, I mean, yes, two of our losses have been um, the Brisbane and West Coast losses were just aberrations. We were never in the game really from the off. But um, when it comes to the Bulldogs and Geelong, those were two games that we were in, we were ahead, um, and we'd had incredible moments in those games. We just didn't stand up at the right time at the right end of the game, and and when it counted them, and let ourselves get run over the top of a little bit, um, even though they were both losses by under four goals, um, they were still just. Um, there were questions asked after those games because of the manner in which we lost. 
But um, this kind of game in the context of the season answers it doesn't answer all the questions. Obviously, we've still got to do it a few more times. You know, one win is just still you know. So as, and it's kind of like what I was saying after the losses to um, Western Bulldogs, Geelong, uh, West Coast, Brisbane. Um, yes, there's a lot of questions that come from those, but at, at least it's just one loss. It's still just one loss of four points. Um, same goes for when you win. Um, it's just one it's one lot of four points. Um, it still doesn't answer all the questions. We've still got to start finding a way to do it a bit more consistently, uh, particularly when in this game when we were, it did look like we were starting to let it slip. There was some some of those things, um, that late late game pressure and, and, and ability to deal with that from the opposition is still something we've got to uh, figure out. But... Um, the game tape is a hell of a lot easier to watch for the squad when they come <laughs> come out with a big win anyway, thanks to um, a super sub late in Sam Mays as well as a big scooter Lysett just um, uh, knocking one in from 45 on an angle there. So, um, yeah, a big win and um, lots of fun stuff to talk about with this one, so we might as well get right into it. Alrighty, so um, the very first thing I wanted to make mention of, um, it's actually, I, I realised we were sitting at the game watching the teams warm up, Sydney and, and Port, and... Um, we got to the game, obviously, uh, on time, by the way. I know in my preview I was saying I wasn't sure we were going to get there on time. Thankfully, my place of work, um, it was just a, one of those steady days. It wasn't super busy or anything like that. And I'd, I worked for about four hours and it got to around uh, um, about quarter to one at work um, here in the Brosser and kind of just said that, you know, I think I, think I, can, <laughs> I, think I can piss off now. And, um, yeah, that was fine to do so. So got home, got, did a quick costume change, threw the Guernsey on and um, and jeans and um, forgot my jacket. Forgot my, Well, actually, I didn't forget my jacket and gloves. I bring a bag. I've got a bag, like a bag, but I bring a little bit of merch in. Um, I've had a couple of people grab badges and um, stubby holders um, over the last few weeks. Um, shout out to you guys. I appreciate you guys getting in touch when I'm at the game. So, like, this game, I was just like, no, nah, I won't bring that. This, this game was just, just a like lighten the load because going in you get your bags checked all that stuff so you know knowing that we're going to get down there a bit later depending on traffic and all those things i thought i'll just forget the bag weather for the weather that i the weather forecast i'd seen <laughs> um which was i think i'd actually been looking at the local one for um near Yupa rather than um rather than adelaide um just uh, just i for some reason in my head i had it in my head and it's just me being an idiot i think because i should have just read the read the clouds really but um i just didn't think i would need to bring my bag with my gloves in it and um and then just didn't bring my jacket for some reason i don't know why i used to usually always at least throw the jacket in the car and then i can make the decision on the weather at the at the car before i walk across if i need my jacket but i just didn't even do that um so the one day that um i brought my jacket out to almost every game this 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 year and haven't really needed it apart from just the warm warming nature of it but the, this this game i probably could have used my jacket um, so, <laughs> but we did get there on time, um, wandered in, um, sat down in the seats and we're watching the, watching Sydney, um, warm up and I realized I hadn't, this is probably the first time I think I'm seeing, um, Lance Franklin, Buddy Franklin in person, um, in all my years, you know, he's been around for a long time, obviously. Um, but, um, I don't think I ever really saw Port play Hawthorne in the years he was there and then, and then just haven't been to a Port, hadn't, you know, when we were on our um three games six or you know we were going again between three and six games over the last few years um last year aside obviously just ne- one of them never was sydney one of those games that i got to so um it was something we were sitting there before the game going ah oh, you know it's just cool to see you know it's kind of like when um you know i've got mates that, um, in america that go to the nba and one of them was making an effort whenever you know dirk Nowitzki or Dwayne way those guys were retiring over the past few years um 
he was making an effort to go to a, a Trailblazers game. Like that's the local team for um, <laughs> um, him up there. Um, mate Vince, um, big Port Fair, by the way, so shout out Vince. Um, you know, it's just one of those players that you just feel good about saying you've been, you've seen, even though they're not on your team. And um, I was just sitting there thinking that at the time, not knowing he was going to have a major influence on the game. And well, I, I think I, you know, I was a little bit worried when I saw him warming up. I was like, he's probably, you know, you just, you just see a player like that and you're like, he's going to, he's having an okay, he's actually, he's having a pretty good season. Um, um, tracking his way to a thousand goals for his career pretty nicely. But, um, you know, I was just appreciating the fact that we we're going to be able to get to see it, watch him play and hoping that he wouldn't have too much of an influence. He did, um, that's for sure. Um, and that's what the, my t- big takeaway for the Swans was just how how amazing he is for them still. You know, there's a lot of talk about contract length and all that stuff at the moment. You know, you've got guys like Patrick Cripps and Zach Merritt signing five and six year deals and people are wondering about the, wondering about the, um, you know, thinking behind that and whether they're good deals but I guess they, they tied him to the club and that's what the Buddy Buddy Franklin nine year contract was was it tied him to Sydney for essentially the rest of his career and for some good money as well and yeah he's missed a bit of footy over the last few years but um, I think for what he's done you know he, the fact that he's playing still playing at the level he is now um, he's one of those rare ones and it's probably he was probably the, as sure a thing as anyone um, obviously he's, his body has let him down, but he still can, and when he gets back on the field, he can play some incredible footy. And um, I think he's he's in the echelon of player that is just um, so unique and so special. Um, you know, the influence, like Lance Franklin as a player, his athletic ability, um, you know, translates to so many areas of the field that so many players can, like the fact that he can, he's the most, one of the, the most devastating forward of our time um, that we've seen, as well as the fact that he, <laughs> when he's moving through the midfield, you think fucking hell, he could, make career that you know he's just he's just he's his body and his in the way he can um, handle the footy is just um incredible and and that you can put him anywhere on the, on the field he's going to have an impact um obviously um there's a few times he was thrown up he was kind of pushed up field probably in that late game area where it's um you were probably Sydney probably would have preferred him, him back in the 50 yard but he was trying to get up the field and make an impact um and get the and win the ball um Upfield and then help um, translate it forward, but um, you know it's he's such an incredible player. And um, that final quarter when he was um, having that impact, he was. Um, and McKenzie—that's the thing. I think McKenzie actually played him alright. I think when he kicked his second goal, McKenzie had actually made the spoil on the ball and kind of brought it to ground. And it's just it was one of those buddy things. He gets up, he somehow get, crawls himself off the floor and grabs the ball as McKenzie's still getting up as well and just is able to hack it forward and. And it just sneaks past the post for a goal. And I think that was his second goal in the first of the last quarter. Um, and then you know McKenzie gets injured, and he um, and then he has the and the influence he was having was in so, so many different ways. You know that first goal earlier in the game was just just out out working and out fighting and being the first of the ball that's dribbling along the ground and he soccers it through. And then the second one again at the start of the fourth quarter was just um, just his athletic ability to, to keep fighting out of, like, you know, McKenzie's done his job, brought it to ground, but Ben Franklin's the first one to it and dribbles it through. Um, what was the third goal? It was a tackle on Jonas, um, which, um, you know, in, oh, fuck me. I'm yelling. Like, that's, that's at the opposite end of the field, kind of, to us in Bay 140, but um, I'm just yelling, talk, boys. Just the, the same shit you get yelled at, the, you know, when you're playing minis and junior colts, is just, talk, boys. Um, cause I was fucking frustrated when I saw that one go down, but, um, you know, that's just, that's just footy at the level too. It was, um, there was a high pressure moment and, 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 
And after watching the replay, I'm just like, that's just Lance Franklin just being a, you know, and and that Errol Golden, like he he's just such a talented young player, and the way he kept that alive, that was that should have been a ball in. Like every ninety nine percent of the time, that's just gone out, and um, the player doesn't make that effort. But Golden, with the outside of his left foot, from brings it back inboard to, um, and then you know, to the danger spot, and obviously we pick it up and should clean it up, but Franklin keeps it. Um, um, Keeps on it and makes the tackle and gets the goal. And then that, that last, that goal that put him ahead um, late on there with about five minutes to go with Haywood um, drawing the def- uh, drawing out a fender and then uh, handballing off to Franklin to run in and snap that one. It was just a, it was just a, the show at the time. You know, Buddy was just on, on fire and um, and Sydney were utilising... That's the thing, Sydney were utilising that fire. They knew they knew the, that he was on. So they were, you know, get just getting the ball inboard and working out a way to... And letting letting Franklin do his thing, and that was um, something we had to deal with. Um, and beyond that, you know, just the pressure around the ball. Sydney were really good. They've got, um, you know, they've got a really talented side. They're not putting it all together, but it's, you know, they've had some big wins this year, and then some weird losses, as I've mentioned on the preview. Um, there were some interesting losses to got teams like the Gold Coast and whatnot this year, and then they've beaten Geelong and um, Brisbane in some tough tough games and, and smashed some teams as well. So, um, you know it. They're a team that doesn't. They know how to pressure. They know how to control the footy, and um, they know how to they know how to get under your skin, particularly with the the George Hewitt tag and Boke in the first half. So you know, there's a lot of things that Sydney do well, and we had to respond to that. And um, and it was just, and that's what made it such an incredible game. I was thinking I was listening to the Footyology pod, podcast, and it's around Ron Colony, Mark Fine, Fine that do that one. Um, if you listen to it, I know um, Ron Connolly um, splits opinion as far as his. Um, some opinions he has, I, I don't mind him myself, but um, uh, particularly that podcast, just one of those ones I enjoy listening to, just for um, just a, a wrap up of the of the week every every week, and it gives me sometimes different points of view, even if I don't agree with all they're saying. It's just um, about the footy and all that stuff. It just gives me another, and what people what people are talking about in the AFL world, whether you agree or not, is just good to just keep up with. Um, so um, I think I can't remember which one of them they said it was one of their favorite games of the year. Um, I, I think I've seen better, but I might might be just uh, being super critical of um, my own team. And I, I enjoy hearing that. And actually, when I watched the replay back yesterday, it was really an exciting game. I think the one thing that I took away from the game when I was there um, on Saturday was the fact that it just felt incredibly over over officiated um, both ways too. I'm not going to sit here and say Port got and Port got some um, strange decisions our way, and then there's. And then the Swans got some their way as well, and it's just it just felt like we were built. It just felt like we we're on the umpires for the first three quarters. Um, and I, I, the, it's interesting how commentary can sway. I didn't think Dixon was getting that much of a rub from the umpire. They did get a couple of frees, but they were there. I thought they were right near us, and um, he's getting shoved around. He's get, he's three on one sometimes every fucking contest, and he's getting crashed all over. And um, the frees are probably there far more than they were, uh, far more than they're given, and he just get got the finally got the whistle a couple of times um, this weekend, and that's fine. Um, and the commentary on the when I was watching the replay of Fox was just like, oh, he's got another one. It's like, fuck, he doesn't get many. So, um, and the hand was over the shoulder on one of them, and he got pushed in the other one. Like they were there, whether they're soft or not. But he gets he get he's getting if he doesn't get a free kick and he doesn't get uh, doesn't get up to mark the ball, he ends up on the ground usually with the player crashing all over him. Like, he's absolutely getting battered at every contest. So, um, probably does deserve to get a couple of those every game. Um, but, um, you know, some strange, strange decisions from the umpires. And that's probably why I was surprised with the call that it was one of the best games they'd seen all year because I just was so frustrated at the time watching the game. 
um, and went live at the game that with the umpiring that I probably didn't appreciate the um, battle it was otherwise um, earlier in the game. But it, it did, um, and that was probably just my own um, uh, anxiety about how the result was going to go because I was, you know, you, you start writing narrative in your mind as, you, as you're watching live um, and the umpires were certainly having a massive, massive influence. I think even... Um, or in Treadery tweeted at one point about how how much they were putting the, how much they were blowing the whistle and I can't remember how many free kicks were given in the game but I don't know if I saw like a a, a number I can't remember if that was actually in reference to the Essendon game or our game but it was something like fifty free kicks so if that was in reference to our game that's um that's a lot of a lot of whistle blowing and um but it was funny because then they put the whistle seemed to put the whistle away in the last quarter we're like we the amount of calls that could have been there in the last quarter that didn't get called. They didn't, but then the game flowed. You know, there was a lot of flow to the game. We were able to get out, you know, uh, Sydney got their game going, obviously, but then we were able to put the pressure on mate and get our game going as well. And um, so, you know, it's it's that age-old thing. It's like you want the uh, you know, want the umpires to call them when they're there, but then um, it's that fine balance of um, over-officiating. So they did um, absolutely over-officiate far too much early, and then they, they put it away a little bit, and that probably helped, um, you know, certainly... Um, I mean, this is my bias. I can say we won, so it helped. <laughs> that's all. That, that's my scientific and um, analy- analytic um, brain coming to the fore. There, just we won, so it worked. Um, there you go. Um, but yeah, it's um, it was it was watching the replay. I can appreciate it being a pretty damn good game. It was real, like I said, a true a real heavyweight bout, and um, just really really glad we came out on top and. Um, and we were there, for, and and being there for it was just such a special thing to be a part of. So um, I think I've talked about Sydney and the umpires a bit, but we haven't talked about Port really properly yet. And I'm really excited to talk about a few of the blokes that um, they really did some great work this week, this week, and everyone did some great stuff. There's some guys that really stood out, and um, some of the guys that did some some of those little one percenters and all that stuff. So there's a bit to talk about, and I'm just going to take a quick break, scut, chug some Nespresso, and be back with you. All righty, our Port boys. What a day for um, many of our guys, both the the star names as well as some of the names that didn't, um, whether they had big possession numbers or just an influence at times. Um, it was just one of those days where you really appreciate the kind of culture that Port Adelaide's built with um, how how our, how our boys just run out things and, and do things. Um, between the experience of the older blokes and um, and the ones in between, as well as the young blokes just um, using their pure um, instinct and, and talent and coming in, uh, with guys, whether it be Willem Drew, who's um, had another incredible game and is just quietly building an incredible year, actually, um, as well as guys like um, Williams in his first game. And Rosie is continuing his post-buy form. Um, not, you know, didn't uh, get on the score sheet apart from, I think, the one this week. But um, uh, there were some smothers and tackles that just showed it. he's really just... He, whatever he... I don't know what if he had some... Some of Popeye's spinach in the in the bye week, but um, you know, he just he was. I said before, it was that game against Rio. He just there was one point he was just look looking absolutely knackered, and he's just um, he's had those moments. And he's, he, it's it's uh, in these games, he's um, he had his moments where he's looked knackered, but it was after he just run hard across the across the fifty arc and put a smother on on the boundary and um, and made tackles and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, Rosie having incre- continuing and is just uh, looking good um since the bye. Um, I guess, uh, who, where do we start? Um, I mean, Boke, I think probably, I mean, the first thing, Boke, <laughs> I, Jesus, you know, Boke, um, when he stayed down after that early comment, I think it was within the first minute, it was the contest that led to the, um, or the air, 
time, the, the plays that led to um, Marshall kicking the first goal of the game, which was a great, um, nice little kick from Amon that could only um, did a lot of the work for Marshall, but he had to complete the mark. And um, one of the few times we had an open lead in our forward fifty early on. Um, and but uh, you know, Boke sat down there and he was, oh, it's just um, you know, <laughs> the injuries this year have been um, incredibly painful to deal with and when you saw Boke sit down like that in the first minute of the game or whatever um, I was certainly starting to uh, tear my hair out but um, I didn't know what he got got back on and got back going I didn't really know what he'd um, I thought he'd been I thought oh maybe he got winded and then um, I saw the replay um, watching the game and I was like oh no he caught the one that all men um, all, all men fear um, so yeah, I understood exactly why he went down the way he was and I understood why he was more or less okay a few minutes later because um, once that once that searing pain subsides, um, they're certainly still there sometimes. So I'm um, impressed he could get out and play some footy. And maybe that's um, beyond the George Hewitt tag. Um, maybe that's why he had the seven to half time. He took a little bit of time to just get over the uh, the pain uh, pulsating through the lower lower stomach region, as <laughs> Gary Lyon mentioned on the on the telecast. But um, you know, maturity from Boke was incredible to uh, you know to work his way through that tag um, and and find a way to have an influence and a huge influence um you know 20 oh, it's 23 disposals i think in the second half and uh, and was one of the one of the key kind of instigators of the late pressure and 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 uh, and run we had to win the game after going down um you know being down with 5 minutes to go um you know Ollie was still you know best on ground probably almost again um with 29 um he's just continuing just the year that um got him into the brownlow discussion um, with a lot of pundits over the last couple of weeks, um, we've all been um, all been talking about it for a while, and um, certainly people at the start of the year were making the making the predictions. I think um, you know, it, I think my, a lot of Pelt fans know Anthony Elsie, honey. I think it Wines was his his Brownlow pick at the start of the year, and he's um, he's a uh, um, I apologize, I've got that wrong. I think that's who he picked though. Um, yeah, he's he's just an incredible form. And um, again, um, and uh, and with Willem Drew in there, it's, it's kind of like he's allowing. He's doing a lot of hard grunt inside work that um, is allowing, and because Ollie does certainly is a lot one of those players that does a lot of um, unassuming things, but he's he's being Ollie's being allowed to do a little bit more um, both inside and outside because of Willem Drew's kind of doing a few of those things that Ollie would do as well. Um, and it's just um, he's just I love uh, what I love about Willem Drew's game is he's just he's just um, relentless. Um, he was he was tackling he was relentless late again. Ollie was too. Um, one of my favourite Ollie moments of this game was, um, I think we all remember Bergman taking that mark where it's kind of the ball was come uh, getting was hacked kind of out of the deep deep forward pocket, um, just hacked out of there and um, high high and not so handsome, but um, handsome enough for Bergman to mark and, and kick the goal, which is a good goal. It's um, not not the easiest one, particularly for someone who hasn't had too much time kicking for goal in the AFL. But um, you know, it was, that all came from Ollie putting on I think two smothers. Um, he was just um, it was an incredible sequence where Ollie was just kept on the pressure and he so he's put on a couple of smothers and just tackling and keeping the pressure on and the player ends up getting the kick out um, and hacks it out and um, Ollie, obviously Ollie didn't get that one but it was just the pre- he was so close in the relentless pressure um, forced a kick that was um, yeah I mean it's what defenders do you just try to hack it for, hack it out of the your the the fifty arc you're defending but um, and, but it was just because of the pressure of Ollie it wasn't a high percentage kick to anywhere anywhere that he thought there was a player and, and Bergman kicked and marked in gold. So, you know, Ollie hasn't actually really got a hand a disposal out of that entire sequence, um, beyond the touch of the ball with the smothers, but uh, it was um his influence is there and the fact that um he is a goal assist in a way. <laughs> Obviously not one that's um 
statistically registered, but in watching the game, it's one of those things that you 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 remember and really um you know take on board. And um, Ollie's just having a lot of that. I think um, I was watching, just watching the last five seconds of the game, watching the replay as well. I think the last tackle that's put on again is Ollie. Um, if you watch the last, I mean, if you go watch the highlights, of it, obviously the last five, ten seconds of the game are in that. And um, the ball's kind of around the 50 arc for Sydney and, um, and Ollie's later tackled about two seconds to go and, and the ball spills out from there. And then obviously we get the, the result. The siren goes and big win and everyone's happy. But um, Ollie's late in the tackle. You know, he is late in the game, and he's still he's still ferociously hunting the ball. And that was that was kind of the pressure we put on late on, which was really in, impressive to see once the Sydney got ahead. How how our pressure our pressure increased, and um and which was something we've been missing in at times in games where we've we've let them slip late against those big teams. So you know, the midfield. Um, you know, it's evidence at times um, that that we're missing the likes of Butters and Dersma. But um, you know, Amon Amon was really had some elite kicking in this game and, and was gathering the ball. He probably, you know, it was tough. It was a tougher one than Carl, Carl's had at times as far as um, being able to get get the ball. But it was just that was Sydney's pressure as well. But he was working working through the game uh, as well. And you know, just everyone was having to do some hard hard work in this game. It wasn't easy. It wasn't one of those games you get flashy disposals and stuff like that. You just had to work, and that, and that's what was really impressive to see was the work rate and all these guys in the in the midfield. Um, so yeah, great stuff from a lot of guys that we obviously know have have great footy in them. But you actually love to see those kind of different moments, whether it be Voke and Drew late on, and and I, as well as Ollie and, and and throughout the game as well. Just um, you know, just that pressure and relentless tackling and. And and all that you know, like I said, we're we're missing these guys in in, in the in these injuries when they come back. It's going to be huge. Um, they're going to be it's going to be such a boost. But when you when you see a side playing footy like this, um, and you you realise that these guys are still going to come back into the side, it's going to, it's actually an incredible sign to where we're going. It's it's if something's not being talked about enough probably in the national media is like oh poor you know I think even on that footyology podcast I was talking about they said oh. Still not sure about Port because um you know this game wasn't exactly evidence that they they're you know elite and you know they're still you know oh I don't know if they can you know, go to Melbourne and, and they're forgetting how many guys are missing from the side at the moment you got no Fantasia no Gray no Cleary at the moment no Butters no Dersma um Rockliffe not available and a few other guys as well so you take you throw any of that, that kind of those kind of guys in now that obviously there's guys that are going to come out and that's the big question is um and after games like this you know there's a few guys that. Obviously, will come out um, as much as Williams and and some of those other guys are um, um, playing their role. They will come out when these guys are coming back in. But it's just it just shows how the depth is actually good enough to get these kind of results. You know, Sydney are a good team, um, and we've we did the job. So um, yeah, it's just um, such a such a nice boost to realise that we're getting big wins like this, and with all those that kind of talent that's still on the sidelines, um, is just such a good sign. Um, it's uh, it's a, it's really salivating, really thinking about um, the likes of Dirt. I think Dersma could be back in the next couple of weeks, and Butters is um, tracking well. So I'm really excited to see those kind of what those kind of guys can um, add to a team. That um, but the the thing is that the this team that did the job on some uh, Saturday was just um, deserves so much plaudits. And um, there's going to be some unlucky guys when when those guys come back, because as evidence with the Sydney game, it's um it's there's a lot of guys doing some really tough hard work and um and playing an incredible role in getting results and and getting us to ten and four and in the top four without all these guys that are um that are missing from the side. This this result was just huge. So, um yeah. Now the 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 other ones that were you know I've talked a bit about Dixon as far as his free kicks, but um 
like how he was getting manhandled. Um, you know, he only kicked a couple, but he was just his influence is huge again. And I don't want to. It's start to get a little bit. Um, um, I guess um, anxiety inducing seeing him going to ruck when he was limping late on in the game. Um, I still unsure of how. That's some balance we're gonna have to need to find is to reduce the need for Dixon to go into the ruck. I saw Marshall took a couple of you know he takes he takes the occasional um you know inside fifty kind of kind of contest um maybe that's what we need to just I you know I know Alia doesn't want to ruck too much as part of the reason he, he likes having his defined role um but you know and Dixon I think probably enjoys I think Dixon wouldn't be doing the ruck um even less he, I think he does enjoy getting into the contest a bit um so it's probably as much that Dixon we need to but it's you, when he's got those ankle issues and some of the injury issues he's had in the past, it is worrying seeing him go into a ruck contest and come out limping. Um, so I'm a little bit dubious about the continued use of Dixon in the ruck. Um, again, like I said, he probably he I don't he I'm sure he'd say to Kenny, look, I don't want to be doing, but I think he I think he actually enjoys just getting in, in amongst the contest. I think it helps get him into the game at times, but um, we've probably just got to protect him and, and realize. Um, the later it goes into the season, the more we're gonna. He's he's been incredibly important the last half of the um, season that we've played so far, and um, having an incredible influence. His goal kick is, um, you know, two goals straight. I think this weekend, um, you know, obviously, so not a whole lot of chances, but maximum result from those chances, and um, and has really just found a groove the last last month, couple of months, really. Um, he's he's often maligned as soon as he drops off a little bit, but I think he's actually been pretty good all year, and um and is just fine. He's just found his groove, the last certainly more um lately. Um, you know Marshall was clinical as well. He kicks a couple of goals from a couple of good marks. Um, you know that first one was really uncontested, and that second one it just kind of fell in his lap. Um, as well as I think um, you know the clincher from Lysett, what that ball's coming out like getting hacked out of fifty again by Sydney and our. And Marshall's charging, and it's one of the knocks of Marshall sometimes. He looks, you know, some people say, you know, this isn't me, but some people say he just looks lazy and doesn't move very well. But he was charging in, charging into that 50 arc to, um, and to be first to that ball um, and got the ball and then kind of handballed it to his foot and kicked it back. I don't know, you know, Anthony Hudson on the, on the, uh, Commentary was like he's gone, but no, he's not. And then obviously he gets to Lysett and he does what Lysett does, what he does, um, which we'll talk about that in a moment. But, um, yeah, um, you know, the, the guys, you know, George Yardis hasn't been finding it as much lately, but the, the, the four, in, in a game like that, um, it was actually, uh, you know, in a game that wasn't exactly high as the huge high scoring game or anything like that. But um, the, the, the fact that we got four goals out of Dixon and Marshall and then um, it, it kind of filtered out um, with a, a lot of goal scorers after that um, is, a, you know, a good sign in a game like that, that we were able to, uh, our bigs had an influence and they certainly were, um, you know, the, and, uh, the umpires did reward Dixon um, for you know, taking the hits he does in those, some of those contests as well. So that was uh, that was good to see. Um, Dylan Williams in his first game, he didn't have a huge influence as far as he didn't score. <laughs> I put five bucks on him to score three or more. Just thought if he has one of the, he just has one of those kind of debuts. It's five bucks, whatever. Um, it was, I think he was paying fourteen bucks, so it would have been a nice seventy bucks in the account if it had. But he didn't. But um, you know, he had. He, I think he got a good, good lesson of the AFL pressure. He, he looked like he was cramping up a bit late because I remember seeing him try to run through the middle. He just looked. He didn't look. He couldn't. He was just jogging at a slow pace, and at a time where you wouldn't think someone would be, and I could, you could tell he was just hampered by a bit of cramp. I think, um, but his, um, you know, his pressure, his tackle um, in the in the forward pocket there um, near the scoreboard, 
that led to I think Georgiades getting the ball and then um, and then on to Houston for a goal that got us back into the game. It was a time when we were a goal or two down, I think. Um, that was just uh, you know just that's the kind of one percenters you love to see out of the kids coming in for the debut. And there was incredible speed that he um, made that tackle. Um, that's I think. You know, the Sydney player wasn't expecting anyone to be right on him like he was, but just the way he charged in and made that tackle was incredible. And and uh, I think he was the one that um, the kick over the head where he, he probably should have been caught holding the ball, but he was just getting flipped over and he was able to get the ball to boot as he kicked it over the head. And I think that ended up leading to the um, Farrell Farrell goal from outside fifty as well. So it's just those little those little one percenters, and that's that kick over the head is kind of that. Um, that's that talent that we were talking about with Williams, um, that, that mercurial small forward um, thing that they do, you know, that they have that, um, you know, a lot of players wouldn't, you know, you know the Ruckmans are probably not going to kick it over his head like that. But um, the small forwards that have that little bit of nous about them um, can keep the ball moving like that. And that, that again, that's a goal assist, you know, a 1% of goal assist that probably doesn't get registered, but like his tackle to lead to the Houston goal. Um, that kick over the head was really important. Um, it just kept the ball moving, and, and it was one of those one percenters. And of course, um, Williams is the one that you know he he gets the ball and kind of takes it takes a moment, just the, just the right amount of time to allow uh, Mays and uh, to be you know the, that goal that he put the puts the ball into the forward fifty that to the contest the two on two that ends up with Mays just snapping it around his body and and getting us ahead of the game, late in the game. Super sub Mays who. Um, so yeah, Williams just an incredible, uh, you know, one of those debuts that it's not sent the world alight or anything like that, but he certainly made his he he was a, an incredible part of the result as well. So um, yeah, no, I'm impressed with that a debut like that, and he certainly I think he got a lesson in the in the the, the level, the step up that the AFL is from the from the Sandville as well. But um, bloody hell, Mays, what a story getting getting the call up at halftime, he covered in mud down at fucking Prospect, and then you're um. You're uh, just making the short drive up, short drive down to the city, and um, and getting ready to be the sub, and probably thinking he may not get in until um, Mackenzie, who um, sadly, um, I think he, Mackenzie looks like he's not too seriously hurt. Just monitoring him at the moment, no breaks or anything like that. Just a hard crunching, crunch on the shoulder, I think. Um, but um, whether he's right for this week, I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, um, you know, Mackenzie, uh, Leighton, you know, Mays may have been thinking that once he got to the three quarter time, he may get on, but. Uh, and that's, look, that's the thing we what we hope for in the end, really, is that you don't want to have to use your medical sub. But um, if you do have to use him, you'd like him to have an impact. And May certainly did. Um, that goal and the snap around. And it's just um, he's got a he's you know he's played a, he's played over hundred games in the AFL, I think, and um, he's he's got a lot of experience and 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 maturity about his game. And um, you know, just the fact that he just had the you know it wasn't a pretty goal as far as it kind of was a bit of a grubber, but it just it got them. That's all you need to do is just get it on goal. And he did, and um, got us ahead. And then, um, in the in the sequence that uh, led to um, the Lysak goal, um, he he's at one point there, he's snapping and beyond a, a smother from the Sydney player. I think that might have been on goal too. I haven't actually looked at the trajectory or anything like that, but I just thought it looked like he, it looked like a decent effort. Um, so he has a snap there, and then it ends up getting out to uh, out to Lysak, who does what he does, and we all know that one. And we'll, again, I'll talk about that in a moment. But um, yeah, and then. Um, you know, he takes a mark and, and, and not far away from getting a second um, late in the game there when it was already probably sealed. But, um, you know, he could have had three. In a, you know, a different, on a different day, things go slight, you know, a matter of in, inches here and there. And um, he's got three goals in a very short span of time. So um, an incredible influence for Mays. And just, um, you know, if you're going to have someone come in late in the game that's got so much pressure like that um, and someone has to pick it up quickly because Mays did have to pick up the game quickly, um, he, he, did, he did so very well. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, what, what, just what a story um, to play a half. Um, essentially, he's been um, playing footy since, you know, he's warming up at noon to play in the sample and he's got to come and warm up again. Um, after getting, I think he had 13 touches to halftime in the sample, so he was certainly running along right there. Um, unfortunately, in a game that didn't go too well for the Maggies otherwise. But, um, yeah, just an incredible impact. And, um, you know, that's that's just the stories you have in the AFL is um, guys like that making an making impact. And, um, you know, just <laughs> incredible. Um, super sub, as they called him, uh, as we're calling him after that game. And, and well-deserved. Um, he's, he's a guy that um, plies his trade incredibly well. You know, he's a big part of... A big win last last year as well. I think he was the one that gave the um, kick the ball to Robbie for that um, after the match after the siren winner um, against Carlton last year. And he's you know he hasn't got he's one of those ones that's um, more more out than in as far as the AFL goes. But when he does get in, he's um, he's incredible handy and doesn't make too many mistakes. He's a uh, he's a real great uh, man of Port Adelaide. Um, you know he's he's doing his playing his role at the at the Sandville level, um, educating and 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 playing a role there as well as a leader. Um, and then when he gets his chance in the AFL, he's really, um, really making, really making a, a a good fist of it. So um, he's just one of those guys that's um, incredible to have in a in a squad when you're um, when you're at the at the level that we are, like looking for some great, looking for um, you know trophies and whatnot. Um, you know, guys like Mays are the ones that um, are often the unsung heroes and don't you don't see too much of, but they're the, the guys that. Um, you know, <laughs> like the movie, like the movie, the other guys, which isn't anything to do with sports. But, you know, it's the other guys. You know, it's it's Maze. It's those guys that really make things tick uh, behind. You know, but you know, you've got all your stars, but you you need your guys like Maze too. So, and he's a star in his own right because um that that was an incredible incredible impact impact, and I think a lot more a lot more Port fans if they weren't aware of him, um they're very much aware of him now. <laughs> um, so a great impact from Maze. Um, I'm just going to take a quick break before we talk about um, Scooter's goal because I, I just need a, just need a, some water so I can um, – because my throat's still sore from, from that Scooter <laughs> celebration, I think. And it could have been a few contenders for player of the day. Um, this this weekend, um, I, <laughs> and I often try to – like I'm always like, I don't want my player of the day to be the same one that the bloody – uh, Port Adelaide account uh, pops up on their uh, up on um, their YouTube, but it, there's there really was um there really was no other option after the way this game ended. Um, I love being in, in the crowd like they've been in the crowd for um some massive goals and massive moments. Um, in my lifetime as a Port Adelaide fan, I was you know a prelim um, back in two thousand and four watching um you know Wanganeen snap that one from the boundary in a way that just. Uh, defied logic, um, you know, whether it be uh, Gussie Monfrey's the right angles, I was in that pocket um, that he was the closest area to it, about on the 50-yard there at the old footy park, and um, or Motlop kicking that goal um, late on in the showdown a few years ago. Um, the let-off in the stands in moments like that is um, incredible. And um, <laughs> the, the Scotty Lysett one was no different. Um, I rolled my ankle. Um, I've had a, I had an ankle reconstruction um, nine years, eight and a half, nine years ago now after an injury from four years previous to that. Um, playing tennis, I ruptured the ruptured my ankle ligaments and in an incredible fashion, couldn't walk for a couple of months. And um, it's just, um, don't ask me how I did that playing tennis. It's um, basically because I'm a terrible athlete, but uh, <laughs> it's an it's an issue that's um, plagued me ever since because it's just um, even after reconstruction to... Um, Reattach the ligaments um, is basically because there's so much scar tissue you had built there. It's um, never going to be the same, essentially, um, to play sport. I have to do so much bloody just um, 
you know, rehab just to get it to strengthen it because it's just naturally weak now. So, um, and being that I don't play my sport at the moment, it is naturally weak um, and doesn't handle me jumping around um, suddenly just limbs everywhere as it was um, when the scooter goal went through because we all knew um, that goal was the clincher. Um, well, I was watching, you know, after they, you know, I could still see the two-minute signs being held up by the co- the um, coaching staff and the benches, and you thought, well, it's not done yet, but it just, it just the, the comfort lead. You got to a point where you're like, this, this team will, this team will run this out now. We've got the nine-point lead at this point, and um, we're going to run it out. The pressure's just too good, and we're just on it right now. So, um, it was an incredible moment to be part of. Just the, you, I think because you could tell in the stands there was an energy release as well with. Um, the the all that it's the, all the stuff that's been talked about this year, whether it be flat track bullies and can't beat a top eight team, yada yada yada. Um, it it the energy. I think that was the, the other thing was the energy release from the fans was there because they knew everyone that keeps an eye on these things. We all knew that how big that goal was in um getting us across the line um and really clinching the deal that we were going to get across the line. And that's I think that's what was so so much part of it. You know those different games, whether it be the prelim was um you know you 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 you're getting ahead in the prelim and those showdowns are like you just win showdowns but this one was just that it was the context of the goal and the greater context of the season and getting this win that both gets us into the top four and keeps us really really entrenched in that that elite part of the competition at this point of time uh, it's also getting that result that um that um people keep asking or asking of us you know beating a team that's in the top eight and um and beating a pretty good team too um it, yes it's at home Yes, we should probably be winning that game. But yeah, oh yes, as I've mentioned, also we've got a lot of injuries, and um, these results are these results are tough. And in the modern AFL, playing any good team, whether it be home or away, um, you've got to be on it to get it done. So um, it was we did the job, and we got it done incredibly well. And the play of the day, it could it could only be the scooter lice at goal because um, both the goal at the time, watching it in the stands and rolling my ankle as I did as I was um, <laughs> hugging the better half and giving her a kiss and and just jumping around. Um, you know that was incredible in itself, but then going, you know, after the game, getting home and watching the replay and hearing the hearing the Anthony Hudson call of it was just incredible as well. So we might as well have a have a little listen to it again, uh, shall we? Just to, uh, to you know, for the fiftieth time, I think for me probably. But hey, you can never get enough of a good thing like this. No but I mean, is he going to try and race the lead back? Dawson's back gone forward, 50. boys. Dawson's gone forward for Sydney. That's unusual, isn't it? Boak out to Wines. They dig in again. McInerney palmed it off. Motlock tried to have his way through there. Still, Motlock got to his feet, which was astounding. Drew, May's looking for a second. He can't. Two minutes to go. Cunningham finds a way out. Parker just edged it. Now Marshall. Marshall gone. Did he dispose of it legally? The Rackman. Just an incredible moment, and and watching that back again, it reminded me. Um, I wanted to make mention, you know, Motlop is up and down when it comes to big games. We don't know 
he, he he's just one of those players that um can't just he's not you know inside like you know your bokies and why he's he's you know he's laying across half forward and all that stuff. So he, he sometimes finding the ball can be hard to get. But what I've loved about Motloff in that moment, he's just in in amongst it constantly. When it comes in right in front of the kind of you know fifteen meters out from the goal there, when they're smothering around and you know he tries to have a snap at it, he's just in there constantly trying to win the ball and 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 disrupting as he was in that moment. Has a snap, doesn't obviously go through. Um, but then he, he um, has another crack. He, he, um, and then that's when it gets to Mays and Rampy um, smothers the Mays kick and then it gets out. And then uh, gets out to Marshall and Marshall gets the, gets the ball out. And it's Motlop again that's uh, right there. He's gotten out from that, that kerfuffle in, the, in, in, in front of the square there and already got himself out to the pocket there. And he's just following the ball and keeping the pressure on. And he's the one that gives the handball off to Lysette for the, for the, the goal. So... Um, you know, Motlop. I can't. I don't know what his disposal count was for the day. He was. He just. He. It wasn't obviously one of his um, games where he's getting. He's one of the best players on the field. But um, he. Uh, he just. Um, just an incredible moment of uh, forward pressure, and that's what probably the thing that I've been enjoying about. You know, Motlop. He, he's in and out, and he's one of those players that. Um, People do wonder what like uh, he's one of those players that people start saying, oh, he needs to be dropped when he's not. He's having a couple of quiet weeks, but he, what he those some of those things he does like it's it's um it's an incredible um, impact in those moments, and um, he uh, you know we're incredibly you know it's one of those ones that once we start getting players back, you know who's going to come in and out and whatnot uh, will be the questions. But um, I think you know Motlop at, at times this year has been really important in those forward pressure moments. Um, I think I've mentioned it in reviews before have been really good, and um, I hope to see more of that. And just um, and and his um, second half of the season to keep um, trucking along uh, better as well. So, but it was all about the goal, and um, it's one of those things that you you recognise. You know, um, we missed loss at those four weeks, and um, a couple of the couple of those losses. Very much would have been aided with having him in the side. Um, his it's just his maturity and his level of um, confidence and um, and and just experience because you could see when he really really received that ball, he doesn't kick a lot of goals, but he does actually kick some big goals from distance as well. Um, you know, he kicked a big goal in the prelim last year um, and in, in tough conditions. Um, we'll all, always remember that one in the showdown a few years ago where he just gives gives the big ones to Crouch. I think after the, after he kicks the goal. Um, and he does have the ability. He's very um, he sizes up the he sizes up the goals very well for a, for a big man. And but in that moment, um, you don't have much time. You're off one step, and but he just he just sizes it up so quickly and so um, effortlessly, and just and just puts it on the boot um, with some incredible maturity. And it's just one of those moments you appreciate having a guy like obviously his ruck ability is what he's in the side for, but um, his footy brain and and how he how he sees the game is incredible as well and um he he just it was the right guy to go to um he just he just knew exactly what the option was where where he was floating there it was like he was there to that's he knew getting to that position on the field if the handball came out to him that's exactly what he's going to do so he'd already kind of you could tell he'd already worked through the options in that moment and was like if this if this handball does get out to me this is what i'm doing i've got myself in the position i know where the goals are i've sized it up all i need to do is just um drop it onto the boot and um and get it in there, and he, and he does, and and the and the the let let off. As I said, it was one of those great moments to be a part of. So, yeah, there was only one option for the player of the day, and um, yeah, lice it. It's great to have him back in the side, and um, and yeah, the the call was equally the beam him up was um, I love that. Um, yeah, there's all the you know all the ruckmen don't do that stuff is um all just <laughs> his, his old school footy talkers. Um, you know, there's some ruckmen getting around the league right now that are 
pretty handy in a lot of ways, and lice is certainly one of them. But it is, um, it, it was certainly some. It's just that's. I guess it's good banter if nothing else. But um, yeah, well, an incredible result. Um, yeah, it's uh, got us into. As I said in the preview, it was a big eight pointer. Um, but we um, we did we t- we got the right end of it. Uh, unlike the Geelong game that I also labelled an eight pointer, we got the right end of it this time and got ourselves well entrenched into the top four and um, and a good break on. I think um, Richmond are an eighth and they're, th- they're three games back on um, the three teams: um, Brisbane, ourselves, and and Geelong that are all tied on forty points. Um, we're we're three the eighth spot is three games back. So not only are we right in the top four battle, we're we're, we're well ahead of um, the chasing pack um, beyond us down further down the table. So it's just a good position to be in as we as we enter this late half of the season. We've still got to obviously keep getting the points on the board and keep that position now, but. Um, we've, t- we've taken the opportunity, as I said. Um, results over the last few weeks have been reasonably favourable, despite like the Geelong loss. You know, we didn't um, we didn't move because we just stayed in fifth since uh, since the since the buy, despite the loss to Geelong and and obviously getting the result against Gold Coast. So the other results around us have been reasonably favourable to uh, allow us to keep um, keep pace and then uh, and then and then then present the opportunity a good win against Sydney and. And we did that. So um, incredible stuff from the boys. Um, really proud of the side and how they've they kind of fought through um, this particular late period of pressure from Sydney and Buddy and all that stuff. And and just incredibly happy to have been a part of it down there at Adelaide. We just always want to be a part of it. And um, there was a good almost 30,000 there to be a part of it, despite the game time changes and all that stuff. There was still a good crowd down there that got around it. And um, the weather was a bit shit at times. It was a bit up and down. and um, But, yeah, everyone got around it and um, was a part of it. One of those... One of those great wins that'll be um, long remembered in um, in our own folklore. So, incredible result. Um, we're in ten and four, forty points, um, sitting there comfortably in the top four, and um, and a good um, the last third of the season now to come, and and a really important, uh, really important period of period of time to come. So, can the pair good win? Uh, let's uh, bring on Hawthorne this week.